ओम अज्ञानतिमिरंधस्यज्ञानंजनशलाकाया चक्षुरं मिलितं येन तस्माय श्रीगुरवे नमः Today being the 45th anniversary of Srila Prabhupada's incorporating the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, it is appropriate for us to consider our role within Srila Prabhupada's mission. Srila Prabhupada founded ISKCON in pursuance of the prophecy of Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Prithivite Ache Jatanagaradi Gram, Sarvatra Prachahoibe Morana. In every town and village of the world, my name will be preached. Now, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's name will be preached in every town and village is uh, a momentous prediction. So it's a, a very bold, bold prediction. If we consider that Christianity, Buddhism, Islam, communism, all these great world movements, none of them ever spread to every town and village in the world. Now, of course, Srila Prabhupada's founding ISKCON was not as a rival to any ism, but as a replacement to all these isms, or as a fulfillment to whatever good is there in any of these isms. Srila Prabhupada wanted to teach the science of Bhagavad Bhakti, which means the relationship the, the loving relationship of the jiva, the individual living soul, with the supreme soul, Krishna. So that's, it's, it's not the same as some uh, contrived understanding of God, but it's the, uh, the actual truth of our relationship with Krishna. So in propagating Krishna consciousness, we should understand that we're not in competition with any ism. And even though our, our mandate is so broad that we have to spread Krishna consciousness everywhere, at the same time we have to remember the sobering words of Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who said that at the expense of all my muts and all these properties, if I could even make one person Krishna conscious, I would consider my mission successful. Because it appears to be a very difficult task to bring anyone from the realm of Maya to the realm of Krishna. Daivihi esha guna mai mama maya duratyaya mameva ye prapadyante mayam etam taramtite. Maya is Krishna's energy, very powerful. She's so powerful that almost all of the innumerable living beings entangled in her embrace are not even aware that they're suffering from being in Maya, in illusion. We're all prisoners, but we think we are free. Looks like we're free, doesn't it? If you get enough money and you get a visa, you can go. Even tomorrow you can be in America, or Japan, or Australia. So we're free, aren't we? We can go wherever we like. Or even if we perform some pious activities, we can go to the heavenly planets. So it seems that we're free. But wherever we go, we have the shackles of birth, death, old age and disease. We can go wherever we like, but wherever we go we are whipped. So what freedom is that? We're in suffering condition, but we don't even realize that we're suffering. This is due to the avaranatmika vritti of maya, the, the covering potency of Krishna's illusory energy. And some people, out of many, many spirit souls, some may come to realize that there is maya, and we should try to get free from that. That's 
a very advanced stage over everyone else. But it's not easy to get free from Maya. Then she goes into, if, if anyone tries to escape from her, then she has another potency, or no, another vritti, another uh, mode of action. It's called prakshepatmika vritti, by which she, anyone starts to come out, she throws them back. So it's very difficult to get free from Maya. But Krishna says, one who surrenders to me can easily cross beyond this Maya. So if we surrender to Krishna, we can easily get free from Maya. But then why don't we surrender to Krishna? Because we're in Maya. So how do we get out of this? That is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy, especially that Dino Hino Joto Chilo Hariname Udharilo. Those who are the most fallen, not even those who are trying to get free from her, but the most fallen, they can be saved by the Sankirtan movement. So Srila Prabhupada, he legally incorporated ISKCON in 1966, on July the 24th. Of course, that wasn't the beginning of the Sankirtan movement, but it was the uh, official beginning of this phase of which we are all part of. Quite extraordinary. Ten years later, when the movement was spread widely all over the world, Srila Prabhupada commented that this movement will go down in history as having saved humankind in its darkest hour. Very bad times. Human society is going through very bad times. But the Krishna conscious movement is supposed to usher in a golden age within this very dark age of Kali. Kali is a very bad age. We can get uh, evidence of that from the written sources. One written source is Shastra. Another is the newspaper, the Kali Yoga Purana, day-by-day report, which... uh, which uh, gives evidence, or it, uh, what's the word for that? It, it confirms the statements of Shastra. Kali Yoga, what shall we say? There are so many things to say. In Kali Yoga, the prostitutes won't have any job, because uh, every woman will be so loose and free that there won't be any work for the prostitute. The uh, people are so foolish that they're, they're, they're torturing the earth and... Uh, creating very serious bad consequences. But still they don't want to stop. They say they want to gradually reduce all the pollutants that they're releasing into the ecosphere. But they don't know if they they say, well, within 20 years we'll reduce the amount of carbon fuel. But there may not be 20 years left before there's total ecological disaster. But they won't stop. They can stop because they're impelled by greed and the desire for sense gratification. So this Krishna consciousness movement, it is not another ism. It is not simply some uh, religion based on faith. But it is meant to give solutions to all the problems of humankind. Srila Prabhupada, I mean, there are so many things we can say about Srila Prabhupada. His glories are endless. But... uh, one of the great glories of Srila Prabhupada was that he was a great visionary. Do you know the word visionary? A visionary means, yes, yeah, someone who uh, sees the future and sees something wonderful in future that no one could even think of at that time. Uh, one of the main programs that Srila Prabhupada wanted to found, in fact he said it's 50% of my work, is to establish agrarian Varnashram communities. And gradually people will come to 
It's coming that people will realize the value of that. Which currency is best? Dollars, euros, yen, rubles. How about carrots? You can't eat, I guess you could do, but it's not very nourishing. You can't eat ruble bills. So with when all the world economies fail, those who can grow food, they'll be in the best position. All the world economies are on a very fragile basis. But uh, Srila Prabhupada noted from Bhagavad Gita that the, the uh, economic uh, sector of society, the Vaishyas, their first business is Krishi Goraksha, agriculture and cow protection. You can have huge factories making rubber tires, but the most basic thing required is food. This is very practical. This is not even religion. When Srila Prabhupada arrived in Hyderabad in India, this was about 1973, uh, at the airport, one reporter, one journalist asked Srila Prabhupada a question. He asked Srila Prabhupada, are you a Advaitavadi or an Advaitavadi? Which means, do you accept the philosophical position of Madhva, or that of Shankara, Ramanuja, and so on. So, I mean, they don't ask, newspaper reporters don't ask you questions like that in Russia, do they? Very, you could say, very high philosophical question. But Prabhupada replied, that's not a very important question. Prabhupada said, the real problem is that there's no rain here. In, in Hyderabad at that time, there hadn't been any rain for two years. So Srila Prabhupada quoted from Bhagavad Gita, Anad bhavanti bhutani parjanyadana sambhavaha yagya bhavati parjanyaha that all living beings subsist on food. This is practical, it's not religion. Food, to produce food, rain is required. And rain comes from performing yagya. So Srila Prabhupada said, Our devotees have come here to perform yagya. Sankirtan Yagya. There had been no rain in Hyderabad for two years. The whole area was parched, dry. Srila Prabhupada's disciples performed Sankirtan in the streets and bazaars of Hyderabad. And within two days there was profuse rain. Similarly at the uh, farmland that the Prabhupada was donated near to Hyderabad, devotees asked about digging wells. And Prabhupada said, no, you perform Sankirtan, rain will come. So Srila Prabhupada, he also, in uh, so many ways he was a visionary, he also saw through the cheating of printing money, which uh, people are gradually beginning to realize what cheating this is. How by uh, manipulating, by having uh, fiat money or money that's not connected to any gold standard, it uh, it encourages corruption and cheating. Now all over the world, uh, politicians are being exposed as corrupt. Politicians, police, everywhere. In India, it's a very uh, big issue how politicians are corrupt. And each party is accusing each other party. But they're all corrupt. In Britain, it's a very big issue that the police are corrupt. Yeah. But it's everywhere. Because this... Uh, Paper money, that you just print the money, just, just by printing you make money, it, it, it fosters cheating. It is cheat, the whole, I, the whole concept is cheating. So the very concept of having, uh, 
money which is just symbolic. It's not like a gold coin, it has actual value. But a paper, it's just symbolic. So the, it just, inc- it, it just encourages cheating and bad character. So Srila Prabhupada saw all these things. He understood all this. He wanted his disciples to go village to village in India and encourage the people, just stay in the village. Don't go to the city. Don't become entangled in the sense gratificatory life of the city. But we see that all over the world, just like here in Moscow. The people are coming in droves to the big city. And uh, generally they come to the big city and the character becomes spoiled completely. So in so many ways, uh, Srila Prabhupada, he... uh, went completely against the grain of the modern way of thinking in so many ways. He pointed out the defects of the idea that uh, women and men should have equal social roles. So Srila Prabhupada, um, in his books, he gave us complete knowledge of Krishna consciousness. Uh, he translated the most important go- works for the Gauriya Vaishnavas. Uh, drawing on the commentaries of the previous Acharyas. And he also gave his own contribution. His own contribution means um, that as Krishna inspired him to write, Srila Prabhupada was the mouthpiece of Krishna's, uh, what Krishna wanted to say to the world. Krishna personally spoke to Arjuna 5,000 years ago. And he spoke to the world again through Srila Prabhupada. What he wanted to communicate to the world, Krishna communicated through Srila Prabhupada. So as uh, recipients of Srila Prabhupada's mercy, uh, it is our duty to bring that mercy to others. The whole world, can, everyone in the world can be uh, tremendously benefited by uh, understanding Srila Prabhupada's teachings. So the life of uh, every devotee in ISKCON can be uh, simply described that they uh, assimilate Srila Prabhupada's teachings and live according to those teachings and impart those teachings to others. Srila Prabhupada, when he was asked what will happen to your movement after you die, he said, I will never die, I will live forever in my books. He also said, if you want to know me, read my books. So if we ask all the devotees, would you like to know Srila Prabhupada? And certainly everyone will reply, yes. So there you go, there's the answer for you. You can read Srila Prabhupada's books. So, uh, as I have done many times, I encourage, request, uh, exhort, devotees to read Srila Prabhupada's books. Nowadays, uh, in Eskon, there are many other books, apart from Srila Prabhupada's books, which is very good. That's a healthy sign. Uh, if Srila Prabhupada had given us something insubstantial, we wouldn't expect anything to follow on from that or to develop from that. So Krishna is unlimited and glorification of him is called Kirtan, and that should go on unlimitedly. And uh, one of the important methods of Kirtan is by Uh, glorifying Krishna through the medium of books. But at the same time, we should know that Srila Prabhupada's books are the law books. So it is the duty of every follower of Srila Prabhupada to uh, read those books of Srila Prabhupada and understand what message Srila Prabhupada is giving us. Because there are now uh, many devotees within ISKCON, and there are many different approaches or 
and, and levels on which Krishna consciousness is practiced. But uh, understanding that Srila Prabhupada, who 45 years ago on this day incorporated ISKCON with himself as the founder Acharya, it is important for all of us to know what are the teachings of the founder Acharya. Because um, to external vision, the Krishna conscious movement might appear to be like another religion, part of Hinduism. But Srila Prabhupada always presented that this is Bhagavat Tattva Vigyanam, the scientific knowledge of the uh, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and everything in relation with Him. If we don't know what is this Bhagavat Tattva Vigyanam, the scientific knowledge of the Personality of Godhead, then we join a religion. Religion in the sense that people think, well, this is my religion, that's someone else's religion. But this science of one's relationship with the Supreme, that is Dharma Syahyapabhargyasya, that is to be uh, undertaken not in the method of any materialistic religion. Jivasya tattva jignyasa. One should live for the sake of inquiring into the ultimate reality. This we will understand by studying Srila Prabhupada's books which keep us always focused on reality. What is reality? Reality is a transcendental cowherd boy. But to come to the lotus feet of Gopal, to sing and dance and play with Gopal, we will have to come out of this maya, this illusion of thinking of this world as reality. If we read Srila Prabhupada's books and listen to his lectures, they may seem to be repetitive. Again and again and again, Srila Prabhupada points out, this material world is miserable. There is birth, death, old age and disease. We're trying to be happy in a place of suffering. So Srila Prabhupada makes these basic points again and again and again. Why does he do so? Well, we can understand that it's very difficult to get anyone to understand even these basic points. Therefore, Prabhupada repeats them again and again and again. We can even study the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. We can go for a course, Bhakti Shastri course. We can pass with high honors. We can write in the answer, yes, the miseries of material life are birth, death, old age and disease. Adhyatmic klesh, adibhautik klesh, adhidaivik klesh. We can get first prize by writing all the right answers. But have we understood, do we take it seriously that this material world is miserable? Gopal is very, very far away from anyone who has any intention to enjoy this material world. So if we listen to Srila Prabhupada's lectures, we can hear in his voice, there's always this urgency, this pressing others, take it up, take it seriously. So this uh, Krishna conscious movement is meant for delivering the whole world, the whole universe. Nam hoite hoi sarva jagate by the holy name of Krishna, the whole universe can be delivered. That's one perspective. Another perspective is that if even one person can come out of the enthrallment of maya, that is a very great achievement. One of the uh, battlefronts that Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur fought on was the fight against the Prakrita Sahajiyas or the devotees who, devotees of some sort but with uh, 
misunderstandings of Krishna consciousness. So, um, a very common misconception that Bhaktisthan Sarasvara Thakur fought against was that, well, you just chant Hare Krishna, that's all. Just chant. Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Eva Keva Lam, Kalo Nas, Jeva Nas, Jeva Nas, Jeva Gatiranyata. The holy name is all in all. But the holy name, uh, how that is to be chanted, that is to be chanted Shuddhanam, in a pure conception. Therefore, one has to take so much training to come to the platform of purely chanting. If we think that, well, somehow or other we'll get people to chant Hare Krishna, that's all we have to do, finished. But there's so much training to understand who is Krishna, what is our relationship with Krishna. It means a change of consciousness, a change of, in our whole mode of life. Instead of thinking of ourselves as the enjoyers of this world, to understand that we are to be enjoyed by Krishna. There's the roar of the motorbike. In the, in, someone is going fast on a motorbike, making a lot of noise. He's declaring, I am the supreme enjoyer. Just see how powerful I am. How much noise I am making. It's not him, it's the motorbike. How I'm defying, I'm defying death. You see, it's so dangerous, but I can take this risk. Because I'm so powerful. Maya, in, Maya has a package for everyone. Just like people are very fond of dogs. So the dog makes you think that you are God. He becomes totally dependent on you. Becomes a very faithful servant. He's always happy to see you. He's, he has Shuddha Bhakti toward you. Loves you. And so the, the dog owner thinks, you see my dog. He's understood the absolute truth. Everyone else in the world is, they didn't realize, but my dog has realized that I am the supreme friend of all living beings, or at least my dog. He's all living being. he's completely dependent on me. So like this, Maya has different packages for everyone. But the uh, story for everyone is birth, death, old age and disease. But we're addicted to that. So the, the Vaishnava preachers, they try to remold our consciousness. It's very painful to hear these things. Everything in this world is temporary. We have no relationship with it. Everything that we love in this world is meaningless. There is no love in this world. There's only suffering. All our material ambitions, they'll all end simply simply in pain and suffering. Who wants to hear this? It's better to have a religion in which there's simply blind faith. All this thinking, it's too much hassle. Just blindly believe that if I join this religion, then everything will be all right. God will look after me. I will go to heaven. Who is God? Don't know. Doesn't matter that much anyway, does it? But the main thing is, he'll make me happy. And heaven, well, it'll be fun, whatever it is. Don't make Krishna conscious a religion. God will bless us here. We shall be happy here. We'll make Krishna conscious a process for being happy in this world. Of course, Srila Prabhupada did want to see people happy in this world. Uh, for this reason, he wanted to set up farm communities so people could live simply without the extreme suffering and anxiety that the complex modern city life necessarily engenders. So Srila Prabhupada wanted to see people happy in this world also, but with the understanding that that happiness is... You can take this, that happiness means Krishna-centered life. Live simply with Krishna 
in the center. So please uh, keep Srila Prabhupada's teachings in the center of our lives. There are many, as I said, there are many approaches to Krishna consciousness. But the uh, the powerful Acharya who gave us Krishna consciousness is Srila Prabhupada. So there are many books. I've also written many books. But we should be grounded or have our basis in Srila Prabhupada's books. Uh, all other books of the faithful followers of Srila Prabhupada are they're supplementary to Srila Prabhupada's books and they should never be considered substitutes to Srila Prabhupada's books. We may prefer to read uh, different books, but Srila Prabhupada's books, they give us very clearly and straightforwardly the understanding of Krishna consciousness. So as we uh, contemplate our role in Srila Prabhupada's ISKCON on this anniversary of the incorporation of ISKCON, we can consider that to best fulfill Srila Prabhupada's uh, gargantuan mission, his massive mission, the best way we can prepare ourselves for that is to become a good follower of Srila Prabhupada. All right, that's what I'll say for now. If anyone has any questions, please ask. Thank you all for coming here on this hot afternoon. <laughs> it's not very comfortable being inside here. It's a nice facility, but... As you can all feel, it's quite warm today. So thank you for coming to hear and chant about Krishna despite the heat. Please keep on coming. Hearing and chanting in the association of devotees is maybe the greatest gift that Srila Prabhupada gave us all. Srila Prabhupada wanted this, that devotees come together and hear and chant about Krishna. So just by coming here, you're pleasing Srila Prabhupada. So please continue to do so. Yeah, any question? Do we have another? Is there another? Yeah. Can you explain the difference between reading and studying Srila Prabhupada? Most people talk about personal reading and personal studying and not taking a course. Well, reading and studying are often considered synonyms. But the term study gives the sense of uh, more going more deeply, not simply superficially reading. In the Upanishads, there are three terms in Chandogya Upanishad: Shravan, Manan, Nididhyasana, which means Shravan means hearing, Mananam means contemplating, and Nididhyasana means internalizing. Yeah, that means Guru Mukha Padma Vakya, Chitaite Koriya Oikya. That what we hear. From the Guru, or in this case the Shastra, we make that one with our heart. So reading, uh, that should be uh, very attentively. Tachrinvan, Supatan, Vicharana Paro. In the uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, it states that one should hear Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, very carefully recite Srimad Bhagavatam or read Srimad Bhagavatam and uh, apply one's intelligence to understand it. And the, the result will be Vimuchen Naraha. Any person who does this, they will go back to Godhead. Yeah. Some other questions? You have to pass the mic. What happened to the microphone? What would you recommend to most of the audience who live in the city? Should they remain in the city or should we move to to the country and start living on land? Well, I mean, it's, it's a different case for each individual person, isn't it? Uh, that's, there's a lot of mercy to be had for those who will take up uh, 
this mission, which Srila Prabhupada said, 50% of my mission still to be fulfilled, the developing the Varnashram. But mostly even people won't, they won't go anyway. And Prabhupada said that people won't go to the farms because in the city there's sense gratification. So there's uh, those who want to help fulfill Prabhupada's mission in that way, they can do so. Anything else? Yeah. yeah. This devotee should come forward. Yeah. This other devotee can come How do you say to see about the importance of new methods of agriculture, like hydroponics or something, where there is no need to live on land, but everything can be uh, planted and grown uh, on uh, chemicals within cities by people living in blocks of flats? So what should be our attitude towards such ideas? Well, in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that anna, or food, ultimately is produced from sacrifice, not from chemicals. By God's arrangement, food is produced from the land. The karmis are always trying to prove themselves better than God, but the end result is a disaster always. Just like they had the green revolution by bringing in fertilizers and pesticides, they increased the production of food. But in a few years, all the areas where they brought in their green revolution, it turned into a brown revolution. The, the, the whole soil was spoiled. So now the soil spoiled in uh, much of the world. Now they're going into the Amazon rainforest and Africa, and they're spoiling all the soil there too. And the, the food grown by such methods is also not nourishing. So don't trust all these people who are playing at being God. There's no need to invent new ways of farming. Yeah, there's other questions. I asked a uh, similar question about living on land to one senior devotee, and he answered that he was thinking about it, but he understood that our mission is to preach, and the best way to preach is to preach in the cities where people are inclined to sense gratification. So it's better to stay in the cities and preach to those who are inclined to sense gratification than to live peacefully in the village, which is quite simple. And I'm supposed to reply to that. Better to stay in the cities and preach. Yeah, but uh, does that mean we just throw out Prabhupada's uh, idea of going to the land? Most people are not preachers. Or even if you want to preach, you have to spend so much of your time just working. So uh, it's actually difficult to be Krishna conscious in many ways because one has to work. One has to in the city. One has to work in the association of non-devotees. It's not conducive for Krishna consciousness. So therefore, demonstrating a uh, a better way of life where people can live simply and happily. Uh, with devotees and have a God-centered life, that in itself is a very important form of preaching. It's taking theory into practice. If we don't put it into practice, then we become just another re- theoretical religious cult. Yeah, and then? I heard there is a demon called Madhu. Uh, so, which Alata does the person personify for this? What uh, the uh, it's the anartha not keeping your ears clean, said to have come from the earwax of Lord Vishnu. 
or Lord Brahma, now Lord Vishnu. Now, any, in Bhagavad Gita, that uh, Srila Prabhupada comments that Arjuna addresses Krishna as Madhusudana because Arjuna has doubts and he expects that Krishna, just like he killed the demon Madhu, would kill the doubts in Arjuna's mind. Yeah. You mentioned there are different approaches to Krishna consciousness. There is one group of devotees who propagate Vedic values, the Vedic principles of life, saying that it's really important to live this way of life, and uh, this way of life is uh, application of uh, knowledge, Vedic knowledge. But uh, there's another group of devotees who say that it's not important, uh, these Vedic principles are not so important, you can live a Western uh, life, way of life and uh, still be Krishna consciousness. So what is the importance of Vedic principles and Vedic way of life according to Srila Prabhupada teaching? Well, the Vedic culture is that which uh, fosters and nourishes Krishna consciousness. It's that culture which, uh, in which Krishna consciousness is naturally practiced. It's the culture that Krishna himself practices. So, to some extent, we can practice Krishna consciousness within Western culture, but it's, uh, it's not as favorable as the original Vedic culture. For instance, I see uh, women devotees coming to this uh, meeting of devotees, like this one here, uh, dressed in such a way that part of their breasts are showing, which is considered quite normal in, in the West, especially in summer. But that is not, uh, so that's a normal part of Western culture, but it's not very conducive for Krishna consciousness. There should be some modesty in dressing. So, and that's just one example. If you follow the traditional value, that is better for Krishna consciousness. There are so many examples. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's kirtan is, the instruments are principally Madanga and Kartal's. So we can bring so many other instruments also. So that may be attractive. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu likes Mridanga and Kartals. So we can chant Hare Krishna in various ways with various instruments. When we come to the platform of wanting to please Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then we will have Mridanga and Kartals. These are just some examples. Anything else? Yeah, still. Well, all the preaching of Krishna consciousness is going on all over the world. It's mostly without the support of government leaders. Maybe it's better, you said, maybe it's better to get the uh, support of the government leaders. Okay, you go and get the support of the government leaders. I have no objection. Okay, so we're finished then? Yeah. Thank you so much again for coming. Hope to see you all again.